What is up, everybody? Welcome to another Meta Era Nerd discussion. Um, this one, there's a line that uh, we hear every now and then when we're talking about, uh, you know, games, movies, stuff like that. And a certain somebody usually says that if I'm going to play this game or I'm going to watch this movie, it's going to be in the middle of the day with all the lights on. Like, I ain't about that life. Um, so that that's something that we hear, like, fairly often. And that coupled with a dream that I actually had about maybe two weeks ago now. Uh, that is a dream I actually haven't had in a long, long time. And just led to me thinking of the topic of fear. And, you know, when you talk about fear, there's so many different things. Uh, big things, small things. Uh, you have dreams, which I guess are like nightmares, you would call them. Uh, phobias, which are people kind of say like they're kind of irrational fears. Um, you know, horror movies. Uh, there's also music that, wow, like it's crazy how music can just land like such a crazy vibe. But uh, fear, Marcus, what do you think? I think that's a great topic to discuss. And strangely enough, you had mentioned it. I, I do have a phobia and, you know, someone, I think it was you asked me, well, you know, what made you so scared of it in the first place? Was it like a traumatizing experience? No, it was not, right? Fears can come from something that's not traumatizing, traumatizing experiences. Um, and you mentioned nightmares, right? Uh, do you remember like a particular nightmare that you had growing up that stuck with you for like, for like to this day? Yeah. You know? And how, yes. many, how many of yes. those do you have, dude? How many of those do you have? I have two. <laughs> I have I have two that still happen. Okay. I have two that I still have. And one of them, which is actually way back when from my childhood, is the one that happened to me two weeks ago out of nowhere. And it's crazy. Like, they're so vivid. And you remember oh, yeah. them. Like, uh, and it's just like, sometimes it's from something. Sometimes it's from nothing. Uh, you know, so I I would actually imagine that once we start to get into this, like, it has potential to be like very shallow and whatever, but there's probably actually some things that we might uncover that like can get deep. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sure we're gonna venture down that rabbit hole also. And it's funny you mentioned like also phobias, nightmares, fears, um, what it takes. So, you know, like I, I'm a chicken shit and I think that's already a, it's a gimme, right? But even in that circumstance, I would still put myself, I'll watch horror movies, I'll play horror games, you know, and it's kind of a means to what, you know, that I watch them in the middle of the day. And it's kind of a means to, I guess, overcome these fears to actually experience a great story because a lot of great stories come from the horror genre. And I'm not about to shy away from it. You know what I mean? And strangely enough, and this, you know, I, I was, we were in school and, and the topic of horror movies came up. We started talking about different horror movies and stuff. And, you know, a colleague of mine mentions, she said, um, I like to watch, and this is her speaking. I like to watch behind the scenes, of horror films and games so that I know that it's just, it's horror. There's a human behind the stuff you experience in TV. Cause we were talking about the exorcist. We were talking about exorcism, Emily Rose, you know, all those creepy ones. We were talking about, you know, evil dead and stuff like that and, and their makeup. And it gets really intense, right? As far as, you know, somebody who is a chicken shit. And granted, I can at least watch and play these things. There's somebody out there who will refuse to watch or, you know, a horror movie or to ex even experience that panic or suspense that you would during the horror genre. So, you know, we can jump right into phobias, right? We want to jump into the fear part. We want to jump into the whole nightmare stuff first. Uh, 
I I think before we get into that, let's start with like just little shallow things. Uh, movies. Are okay. there any specific horror movies that freak you out more than normal? Uh, are there some that you really enjoy? Um, any you can think of off the top of your head? Oh, and that, that, that's funny that you mentioned. I had this conversation again with horror movies, and well, the question I had asked was. What is your favorite horror icon? And again, you want us, we, we can be shallow. Who is your favorite horror icon? You know, right off the bat. Horror icon. I can give you mine. Horror icon. And this is, again, the, the big bad, the, the ones that define the horror genre, the ones, you know, from the 60s, 70s, 80s. My, one of my top two, because I do have two, which this one would be number two, is um, Freddy Krueger. Love Freddy Krueger, though there are instances in his films where I was scared shitless because not only, you know, the idea of dreams and you have dreams and this guy kind of pops in and kills you in your day, that's, that's scary. You can't fall asleep. And at one, one way or another, you're going to fall asleep. I'll never forget watching um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And there was a scene in, in one of the later films, I believe it was either three or four. The scene is where he, right before he becomes Freddy Krueger, there's a little girl outside jump roping, whatever. And she's one, two, Freddy's coming for you. And she's singing the song. And it's so intense, man. And that's when Freddy becomes a girl in that scene. You're like, what the hell? And, you know, and then that was asked, well, what's your favorite scene in, in, in Nightmare of Elm Street? I said, hey, the Johnny Depp scene, baby. The way that guy dies is epic. You know what I mean? Uh, the first one with the bed and the, the blood comes up. It's just a lot, a lot of blood. So... You know, Freddy Krueger, growing up, did scare the living hell out of me. You know what I mean? And I found a new appreciation for Freddy Krueger. Now, the number one, at least, you know, I'm always a fan of, regardless of how scary, because it is intense. And even the remake in 2013 was scary as shit. The new movie coming out looks scary as shit. I'm going to be covering my eyes, but the Evil Dead series. And, and shout out to Ricky for introducing me to our boy Ash Williams. Like uh, there's there's the Sam Raimi made that film in the 1970 1970 or something and it was and he, I remember Ricky telling me that story it was rated X because it was too intense and too gory to even come out in theaters uh, to the point where you know that's what that's the way it was when I saw this movie I tripped out saw the original saw part two saw Army of Darkness saw the Evil Dead remake the only the only thing I haven't seen is the Star series. Uh, it was canceled, unfortunately, but I do actually one day plan on going because I actually own the Blu-ray for season one. But Ash Williams, um, Freddy Krueger are like my top two, you know, in, in that realm of just fear. You know what I mean? And more so the, the, the Necromicon, the, the, you know, the Book of the Dead and the way it brings it. That 2013 remake, man, freaky, dude. Freaky, man. Freaky. So, uh, yeah, what, what do you think? What are yours or... I mean, I think that those are two very good picks. I think if I had to say like what I like the most, uh, and there's diff there's so many different forms to him, but uh, Dracula for me, Dracula has always been like the one I've always loved. <clears throat> Excuse me, anything and all things to do with like vampires and different ways that they portray them. You know, we have different things from uh, you know the normal. Uh, Blows my the mind you haven't gone to Castlevania, man. <laughs> the, the, you, you have, like, the basic uh, Dracula that turns into a bat. You know, we have iterations where he's very charming, handsome-looking. So have he's a, romantic. Hell yeah. I've yeah. always said Bram Stoker's Dracula was more of a romance novel than... It's a horror, right? But there was a lot of romant, romantic elements in that 
in in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Have you ever read the book? I've never read the book. I've watched. Uh, I've watched. You watch uh, Bram Stoker's? Mm-hmm. It's it's it's. it's I a, love it's that a, movie. Yeah, so it's good. A, it's a good. It's almost a good one. One. Um, but yeah, yeah. Continue, continue, man. Yeah. Uh, we have different iterations like Nosferatu, which was like the old stuff. Excited, excited that it's going to be coming back. Oh yeah, uh, by Eggers, yeah. dude, it's going to be good. Uh, Dracula 2000. Uh, what was the oh, one yeah. with, the, with the with the famous uh, singer? Was it the Carpenter? Um, was it was it the was the famous West singer? Pro- What's his name? Uh, Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned. Oh no, I'm th- I'm thinking of Wes Craven's vampires or was it vampires yeah vampires. john carpenter's vampires it was one of those two there's uh dust till dawn we have uh <clears throat> you know some more modern stuff like blade. there was yeah <laughs> blade there was like some dracula a dracula series on netflix that i watched it came out like maybe two three years ago that was pretty pretty cool you know we have the twilights where we have different kinds of vampires you know they kind of make them very the different. But, but, yeah they sparkle but uh, yeah vampires have always been my thing what's the one with uh what is the the one with uh is the name luke evans i forget it i Which forget one? the name isn't luke evans a is that luke bryan <laughs> is he the crunchy singer <laughs> way off no, Luke. Luke Evans actually actually becomes uh, Dr- Dracula Untold. I think is what it's called. Dracula yeah. Untold. Dracula Untold. He like is the leader of. Uh, he's Count Dracula, and it's how he acquires vampirism. Mm. He acquires it from somebody else. Um, there's also some series. There's one that uh, came out on Netflix, uh, maybe a year or two ago. That was uh, Midnight Mass that had to do with vampires and actually posed a very very interesting uh, scenario. I don't know. Have you seen that? I have not. No, but you should check it out. It's really cool. Uh, what was the other one I wanted to bring up? The Strain. The Strain is one that came out on FX that was actually very interesting and made vampirism more of like a parasitic thing. Did you see like where... Vampire Diaries? I actually never seen that one. That one's a little too far for me. I saw Twilight <laughs> and saw the Sparkly. And I was like, people talk okay. about Vampire Diaries really nice and everything, but uh, it's better know. than Twilight. It is. I mean. I know. I think, as a matter of fact, Daniel's seen it. I've seen bits and pieces um, of Vampire Diaries. The originals. I think I saw more episodes of that, which is Klaus and his brother, who or you know the original vampires of that one. You know, and it's bloody. It's vampires, and you know the whole story behind the origin and stuff. So, believe it or not, it might be something along your and Cell's alley, and and you know, and this is and not that it has anything to do with you watching your guilty pleasure. Uh, what is it? Love Island. <laughs> Oh, yeah. it has nothing to do with that but it, it might be it might be right up your alley strangely enough if, if you're into vampires yeah i am very much into vampires the only reason i haven't gone into that is because it feels like it's so much more of a drama than it is about vampires but i actually have heard about some of the some of the things that they do there with like hybrids and werewolves and stuff like that and mixing and that kind of stuff you know very uh What's the name of the series with uh, Underworld? Very Underworld esque. Yeah. Oh, is it the the hybrids and the yeah. Are, no, there's a name for them. There's a name for them. Or it's a it's a werewolf vampire hybrid. Mm-hmm. A lichen, right? The lichen. Yeah. Well, lichen lichen are usually the werewolves. The werewolves, yeah. But yeah. but yeah, like for me, it's gonna be Dracula. If I had to pick, like one of like more of the the set in stone like characters. I would probably go with Jason. I've always liked Jason. 
uh, and the, the story about him and how, you know, he's haunting because he was neglected as a kid and stuff like that. Uh, ultimately why he died. Um, and I, I, for some reason, I've always found Michael Myers to be the creepiest. You know, man, my another colleague of mine was was over her conversation, and she said her favorite was Michael Myers also, and just and her her favorite horror movie to this day was Halloween one, the you know because he was just creepy, creepy in the house and the way he walks and everything about him and the music just obviously justifies everything you know does a damn good job of of bringing that movie to life. Okay, so. Uh... How about well? Do you have any favorite movies? Like horror, horror movies? movies? Mm-hmm. Mm, I thought I thought buying movies a long time ago, but I do have Evil Dead One, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness. <laughs> okay. I do have. I actually do have Leprechaun. Leprechaun was actually another one of my top three. If I had, I do have Nightmare on Elm Street Part One and Two. Um, there, the other creepy ones, and they're even real good. Is that series? The I do have the Conjuring. I've never seen the other ones, but the Conjuring was good. I liked Insidious. It's just the whole the whole vibe to it. I, again, I do like. I do really, really enjoy Exorcism movies. Um, I've seen The Exorcist once, creepy as shit. But like the Emily, uh, the Exorcist Emily Rose, and um, there was another one that came out recently that I kind of saw bits and pieces. But that one was kind of whack because it didn't show any of the supernatural crazy stuff. You know, Beelzebub and. Um, Oh, what's his name? There's several of them, but yeah, they, they didn't really show any of the, of the what are they called? The arcane, what is it? the dark. I for, totally forgot. It's not coming to me. But you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like as far as horror movies, you know, I do enjoy those. And again, I will probably won't go out of my. Oh, actually, I do like it. Chapter one, I do it. That's probably the only movie I own in 4K HD and all that good stuff. The but, the, it, the older one, one or, or this reboot. The, the the reboot because actually you know if we're getting to nightmares that was another that's another one again those nightmare things it the original hey man tim curry scared the shit out of me and i still remember that dream in fifth grade i still remember <laughs> yeah dude that was one of my dreams that stuck with me for a long time okay for me uh midsummer is one that i really enjoyed like you you mentioned them the insidious the conjuring series i really liked they kind of brought back like a lot of that really good horror genre for me that uh, kind of was missing there for a while. I felt like uh, the descent. Do you, I don't know if you've heard of the, oh, the, yeah. of the descent movie. Oh yeah. That was uh, good. That, that plays into one, that plays into one of my biggest phobias. So <laughs> that one plus, I'm sure. So uh, what else? The silence of the lambs movies. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, Anthony Hopkins, what, what, what else do you got to say? Um, what else? The nun. I actually, The Nun ties into the, those other two uh, series, um, Insidious and Conjuring. So that one was actually pretty pretty crazy too. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're fun to watch. You know, it's a different kind of thrill that you get. So um, how about games, Marcus? Do you like scary games. games? Are there scary games that... I mean, Resident Evil? Uh, but it's strange enough, again... And I've talked about the Resident Evil series in the past. Growing up, there were there wasn't really a lot of horror games that really were kind of tripped you out. But Resident Evil Part Two, which is actually why, I, and I think you're, I remember you saying you never played the OG for PlayStation or N64. I remember watching RJ actually play Resident Evil Two in the room with the lights off, dude, and I was so scared, dude. Like 
and I still remember, you know, the beginning and the way he just holds his gun and goes in through the police station. And again, you know, it's, it's very, it's very, the graphics obviously weren't anything crazy and the zombies are all pixelated and stuff, but just the whole ambiance, man, behind the, behind the entire thing scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. I went back, played it years later. And then, uh, cause I don't, I don't remember professor X the first time. I remember professor X the second time he's chasing your ass through the stupid machines there at, uh, in the parking lot. It was creepy, creepy. Like, Hey man, imagine being chased by something scary. So as far as growing up, Resident Evil was probably kind of the only horror genre, genre when it came to um, video games and stuff. I, I know right now, you know, you have, um, I know Dead Space just came out and Resident Evil Biohazard. I had been off of that Resident Evil train since what parts, because part six uh, came out. I didn't play part six. So I think the last one was part five. They finally came out, could have been a long time. And then Biohazard came out. Biohazard was creepy as hell. And it was super well done. So... As far as other games that, you know, horror, I remember playing Silent Hill, but that wasn't scary. It was just more fun of the pictures. I remember, um, what, I think that's about it as far as horror video games, unless you, unless you have some that might, you know, spark my memory. Have you ever played uh, Little Nightmares? I've played bits and pieces, yes. So... There, it's a kind of a different kind of uh, horror, like the anxiety that it induces with you, like when, like trying not to get caught. Yeah. Oh, like that. There's something special about that uh, in those games. I've only played a little bit of uh, of one, but uh, man, that was creepy. And I was also gonna piggyback off the Resident Evil stuff, you know. It it has changed throughout the years to from like horror to more action, but it seems like they kind of went back to that a little bit with uh, with Village, uh, particularly in that second uh, part of the game, which you know there's a reason that was my favorite part. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't really think of too many other horror games I played. Um, I mean, what characterizes? Because like, I mean. What you call it? Um, a Plague's Tale. I mean, it wouldn't be considered a horror, but you know, or there's Five Nights at Freddy's. I know I saw some of my students playing that one, which was a kind of funny, more tripped out than anything else. Uh, but yeah, like off the top of my head, man, I don't think I can really think of anything else besides the Resident Evil series, Dead Space, Alien. I don't know if you played Alien. Island Wake was kind of a, a kind of a tripped one, tripped one out. Have you played Island Wake? No, never. That one, when you came, when it comes to suspense, uh, and I, I pulled it up here. That's why Anna Wake and I said, "Oh, of course." Anna Wake was kind of a trip, tripped out, scary. These dark figures coming at you. You flash a light to get them away, and the story turns into this weird, trippy look behind your back, and you want to stay out of the dark because it's scary as hell. It's super. It's it's like just the whole suspenseful thing kind of going on. Another series. Uh, it's actually on Game Pass. Remember, uh, did, I downloaded the Amnesia series. Have you heard of those? No, never played those. If if you go to if you go to Game Pass, they're actually right there. I think they have the first three, and then they have their latest one. I forgot which one it was. It was like Soma or something like that. Uh, but they have the Amnesia series, which are supposed to be like that kind of like myth. You remember those myth games? But this one has like a horror vibe, big time horror vibe to it. So just a little something something. I don't think you would count like. Blood Rain or or Kane Legacy of Kane. Would you count those as? I mean, right? You would, right? I mean, they're horror esque, but you know, there's it's a lot more action. 
I guess you're not dealing, you, you are dealing with monsters, but when you're one yourself too, like, I don't know. Uh, but what, what was the name of the series that kind of went hand in hand with Resident Evil? Uh, what was it called? We just, I feel like we just talked about it in the last, uh, Silent Hill. Yeah, Silent Hill. Silent Hill is one. Um, how about uh, Slenderman? Did you ever try out Slenderman when that thing, when that was a big deal? I, I never tried out Slenderman. Slenderman was another good one. Um, Darkness? I don't know if you ever played the Darkness. No, never did play that one. Yeah, those were a bit trippy. Uh, it was very, honestly, it reminded me a lot of uh, what's uh, The Crow. Uh, Brandon leaves The Crow. Yeah, you know, girlfriend, something happens to you, you become this, you know, dark entity. And, you know, I get in possession, right? You know, different types of games out there. The Fear games. Did you ever play those Fear games for the PlayStation 3 back in the day? No. Hey man, those I can't believe I forgot about those fear games. I only got to play part one and two. I never played part three, but those fear games, man. Uh, I I don't know why. Maybe Rudy might have played them or whatever, man. But those fear games were were pretty intense, man. That that's one that needs kind of like um, a remake or a reboot or or some sort. She got, of course, when you played Friday the Thirteenth, man. Remember that summer of fun? Oh, dude, yes. Hey, dude. I I don't care how you sliced it, dude. When you heard. Omar, as Jason, you turned right the hell around, man. And you knew it was Omar, right? You, uh, what, what song did he have playing? <laughs> uh, Mr. Big Stuff. Mr. Big Stuff, who do you think you are? And every time you heard the song, you're like, nah, dude. You, get, you just go, oh, you, you run away, dude. And it was always a trip when Jason caught you. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, that was, that was a lot of fun. And that was actually a real good summer where we legit played that game two months straight every single night with, you know, six plus people. Yeah, those those were good times. Some of the other ones actually of note that are like more recent games that I've actually wanted to try out. I did watch Andrew stream one of them. It was called The Quarry, where you kind of oh, yeah, make like quarry. your decisions and uh, you know it's supposed to affect the outcome of the game. Uh, there's another one called Phasmophobia, where it's actually like a team game where Didn't like it's you you against like a ghost. I'm uh, I'm about that game. Who's talking about the that game a while back? Somebody was talking about it, and I might have bought that game because we were talking about playing co-op, kind of tripping ourselves out. I, I think even Abraham had mentioned it there in the group chat about it. it was how it's usually on sale. It's only like an $11 game. Yeah, so that's that's another one that I've always wanted to try out that, uh, you know, it's just about getting a group together for that one. And who's going to stick with it? Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is the challenge nowadays. But, uh-huh. uh, but nonetheless, I mean, uh, anything else you want to throw out there before we go into, like, the nitty-gritty? No, I mean, that's that's kind of all. You know, it was fun kind of thinking about these games and, you know, the, the effect it kind of had on you, right? And I totally forgot. I just kind of, you know, pulled up a random list and I saw these games and I said, oh my God, dude. Like, I had totally forgotten. I had played Fear. You know, I tried out the games called Stalker. I never really got through it, right? But just different games like that that you just kind of remember and you're like, damn, you know, you did play a couple of these games here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nice, nice. So let's go. We've kind of touched a little bit on the phobias. Um, let's go to dreams, though. First, do you you mentioned uh, you mentioned one of the dreams, um, and I talked about one that I that actually spurned like this whole thought for me. Uh, I'll actually start when I was little, and I always it's funny you're gonna laugh. I always attribute it to the movie 
uh, Jumanji. Ah, okay. I have like this. I've always <laughs> had this fear of lions. In the jungle, you must wait till the dice read five or eight. <laughs> I've, always, I've, I've always had this fear of lions. Lions, really? Like, like at the zoo? Huh? No, no, no. Like, I don't know why. Like, I've always, I've always had it in my head since I watched that movie. Like, what the hell would I do if there was, like, if I all of a sudden encountered a lion? Crazy thought, <laughs> but like, you know, thoughts. Those crazy thoughts that just hit you out of nowhere. And that one has stuck with me actually since I was a kid. Uh-huh. Weird. Um, and I used to have this dream when I was a kid. And I was at my grandma's house, which uh, she lives. It's the one that lives here in town or that lived here in town. Sorry. Uh, and she lives in a part of town called La Puerta, which uh, if you don't know Spanish means like the door. So it's at the entrance of town. And. If you um, walk behind her house, you can find like some railroad tracks. And on the other side of the railroad tracks is kind of just like some open, uh, not open, but like some, some brush, you know, some, uh, a big uh, field back there uh, where like, you know, there's trees, there's brush, there's, there's all kinds of stuff like Monte basically uh, just ranch land. Right. And I would have a dream that I would be playing at my grandmother's. And then I would walk back there and then I would fall into this hole. And when I like got my bearings, I would get up and look around and I was like in a cave with lions. And I just remember, like, I just remember that so vividly. And that's the dream that I had like two weeks ago that I was like, whoa, where the hell did this come from? I think we were talking we were talking maybe about something to do with uh with animals and i asked you all if y'all have ever heard of uh, the mapoho lions and i think i brought that up to somebody and was telling you all like look it up and stuff and that made me think of the lions and i think that's why i had that dream do you remember me mentioning that the mapoho lions remember we were having a discussion about something and I mentioned like, oh, it's because like what was so unique about these lions, which Darren actually like brought this to my attention. He's the one that put me onto this uh, vi- this uh, series of videos. Usually, like there's one male that surrounds himself with females, and usually, whenever they have children, once the the male cubs come of age, like they kind of either get overthrown or they exile like those males to go start his own pride, right? Mm-hmm. But here it was like five lions that kind of like ran together and like ran the show together and ran like the whole uh, area that they were in. Mm-hmm. And then eventually like there's a power struggle and stuff like that and everything falls apart. You don't you don't remember me mentioning this at all? I do. I do. Not the story. The five lions and the brothers. The five, five lions brothers. were their brothers and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it, it's an insane like video. Um, so, yeah, I think discussing that brought up like this memory of like lions and stuff like that and now it's now it's not such a big deal but uh yeah that was a big deal for me when i was little i was very very like afraid of of lions and stuff like that and not so not so much in real life because i mean we're, who's gonna run into lions like in real i miss i I better not say shit because you never know right but yeah <laughs> but yeah lions and uh behind my grass so there's lions behind my grandma's house somewhere dude in a cave so be careful 
apparently. I mean, you, and is that the only kind of phobia that you have, or oh, that's, not, that, that's not even a phobia. That's just like a dream. That's a reoccurring dream. That's why I'm saying. Yeah, I said we'll start like with with some of the dreams, like, and maybe they're not necessarily phobias because that one, like number, like, I know that there's. That's not really a phobia. I don't think. It's just a one of those reoccurring dreams that I used to have throughout the years, and I guess anytime my lines come up, like it pops up here and there. I don't think I've had that dream in a long time, but I remember having that dream like multiple times when I was a kid. Um, so, yeah. I mean, as far as dreams are concerned, because I, I mean, because I do have a phobia, and whether mine's irrational or not, again, not it wasn't some traumatizing experience or anything like that. But I've always had, you know, aside from. You know, well, my phobia is probably getting to it a little later. You know, dreams and, and the type of dreams that you have and the nightmares. And I asked earlier if you've had any dreams that have that you remember vividly from when you were small and you were little. And I do remember three of them. And strangely enough, one of them is, I don't want to call it recurring. Well, it's kind of recurring, right? And, and it's funny because whether it's me, my brothers or whatever, you know, and, and Daniel, you know, Daniel and I, I honestly do feel like sometimes we have some weird brotherly connection that's just, I don't know. But um, one time, you know, we were, we were little and Daniel was asleep. And I'll never forget, I'll never forget uh, Daniel, you know, Daniel wakes up in the middle of the night and just kind of starts. And he can't, because Daniel's had, Daniel's had to sleep with a dream catcher for a long time. Because Daniel was having this, this, this nightmare or whatever about not being able to breathe in this dream because there was like the silhouette or like this thing that was kind of just like choking him. So Daniel stuffed the dream catcher. And this is all the way into college. Daniel had this reoccurring dream. So, you know, so forth and so forth. And it's weird that he mentioned like a silhouette. And I said, that's very, very strange. And I'm kind of really saying anything or anybody. Uh, but one of my earliest nightmares, and it happened twice when I was little, one another time when I was in college. And it happened actually maybe a few months ago where, you know, this recurring person thing came back, right? It started a while little, and and it, to attribute this this silhouette, no joke, looks just like I don't know if you ever seen that from Hell poster with Johnny Depp, the one with Jack the Ripper. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. You know you, you know what I'm talking about with like guy. I, I, with, I see it. I see it. Guy with a top hat and you know stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And when I was little, and it was real, real, real strange because in this dream, I remember waking up once, waking up twice. When I woke up the third time, and I'm, this is, you know, like dreamception, dream, dream within dream within dream, this shadowy figure kept chasing me, you know, through this dream. And in the first, we were in the attic. I, you know, I jumped off the, the window of this attic. And again, I'm, you know, 10, 11 years old. This guy's chasing me. When I hit the floor, I wake up in my grandmother's house and I said, oh, you know, I'm at Momo's. But when I get up, there's like fog on the floor. Go figure. I walk down, you know, my grandmother's steps. This guy is sitting on the 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 chair the chair there in my living room and he's just looking at me and i said this is ridiculous i remember just waking up freaking out fast forward a few years later go to sleep again go to sleep the same exact dream and this time i woke up and i said i know exactly where i am like that's why i thought myself in the dream and i'm gonna go down and he's gonna be there freaking the shit under here he was again and i said and i remember asking him what do you want why are you here and he didn't say anything you know, I just kind of smiled and I said, oh my God, you know what I mean? And then fast forward to college again in a few years, this guy comes out again. And this time, this one was real, real strange. And I slept in a, I slept in a dorm room with a roommate and stuff like that. When I was asleep and I remember waking up, I remember just kind of like rolling over the side. This guy was sitting there on the desk, 
right there, right there on the desk, right next. And I said, "This is getting ridiculous." And it, and and whether I thought of Daniel or whatever, it was always tripped out because Daniel always had this reoccurring dream with a silhouette too. Whether it was the same one or not, I don't know. I never really kind of talked about it out loud. And then, no joke, a few months ago, <laughs> I went went to sleep, and I wasn't so scared now, obviously, because I knew it was a dream. But this guy showed up again. And I said, man, I remember being, I, I, again, these are all very vivid because I remember this, this guy. And I said, man, I like, don't you, don't you have anywhere else to be? <laughs> like, get out of here. We're <laughs> upset. And, and this one was actually more so, this, and when I, I say months ago, it's almost maybe like a year ago. Uh, this one was actually like, this guy was in my apartment. It's always just kind of somewhere. It's real personal and stuff. Now, what this guy means, I don't know. But every time that guy has come out, I've always attributed it to Nightmare because growing up, that guy scared the hell out of me. And even to this day, when I see that poster, the From Hell poster, and I see that silhouette, like, it just, it, it freaks me out a bit. You know what I mean? And people have these, you know, I, I guess I can go ahead and, you know, kind of like a phobia-ish type thing, right? Especially with your recurring nightmares and stuff like that. But it was a recurring nightmare. And... For this guy just to keep popping up every so often when he felt like it uh, was always a real trip to me. You know what I mean? And strangely enough, he hasn't popped out again. But, you know, and I always think of Daniel because I remember Daniel telling me that story. I, I see with a dream catcher and with a cross because I dream of this black, this black thing that, that I can't breathe. And, you know, Daniel told this, told me the story when he was in college and Daniel went through this thing several times. Now, I haven't talked to Daniel about this in a very long time. So I'm sure he'll listen and maybe, you know, something will come into, you know, kind of rejog his memory but it was always kind of a tripped out experiences when it when it came to like these dreams you know and you know super random when it came to like brotherly these dreams super weird and i remember diane telling me you know whether i don't think it's kind of like the fear thing but it de definitely fits in the whole strange realm aspect of it when we lived at her house <clears throat> I remember Daniel telling me a story and Daniel says, yeah, man, I had a dream. I was in college, you know, this was when I was in college. Daniel was already at home. And I remember having a dream, went to sleep. I woke up in, you know, at my house, you know, that I lived in as a child or whatever. I remember playing my green Game Boy in my dream and I was playing Pokemon, Pokemon Yellow. And I was just playing in the room for whatever reason. I remember walking out of the of the of the room, walking back in and, and I remember Daniel being asleep in my dream. And so I go up to Daniel, I start, hey Daniel, hey, I started kind of put you know, pushing his back, like, hey, wake up, I'm here, I'm here, you know. And again, this was maybe like a 30 second dream. And I woke up and I said, Dang, that was real strange, you know. I remember like just I, I, I waved it off. God Daniel, hey, what are you doing, you know, whatever. And went about my business. Years later, Daniel tells me, Yeah, man, this was years later, mind you. Daniel says, I really uh, I had a dream that it might have been months. Only the Brian down telling the story. He goes, Yeah, I had a dream that uh he goes, I was asleep, but uh, I heard you playing Pokemon. I kinda looked at Daniel and said, What what do you mean you heard me playing Pokemon? He goes, Yeah, like I was asleep and and you know, I I remember being like half awake or whatever, and I swear to you, Marcus, I heard Pokemon playing, and you know, but you weren't there, you couldn't have been. But I remember he remembers Pokemon playing on a Game Boy, and I was like, Daniel, I was like, I had a dream, dude, that I was playing Pokemon, and I was at the house, you know. And again, I was I was at San Marcos at the time, college. Daniel was in Rio, you know, five four hour drive apart, and it was real trippy, man. Like, like very 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 much filled into that like, bizarre realm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, dude. So, you know, again, that's I don't, I don't know, I don't know, you know, these dreams and you know how tripped out and kind of scary they are because they they are scary and you know especially when you know you have recurring nightmares or simultaneous you know dreams or whatever or you know your first nightmare. I still remember my first nightmare. I'll, I promise I'll let you talk in a bit. <laughs> um, 
it was from it. I remember being in fifth grade. Uh, it was from it, the T- Tim Curry, and the one scene that always tripped me out, and that's not even a scary scene in the in the thing. It's when they're dri- driving the the they're riding their bikes on the river, and uh, I forgot it's Georgie's brother. Uh, looks off to the left side, and it's just Tim Curry and like overseeing like a river or like a pond or whatever. There's like lily pads. He's on one of the lily pads, and he just goes off to the side. And he waves his hand at the boys riding their bike. That's all it is. I had a nightmare of that entire scene. And it kept replaying, 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 replaying in my dream. It scared the living shit out of me because he, Tim Curry, was scary. <laughs> so yeah, man, that was, that's my little trip on Dream Lane. Wow, that's that's crazy. Uh, going back to like some of the stuff you said about Daniel, uh, there is something about silhouettes and shadows that just makes everything so much more creepy than like actually seeing something face to face for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I share that, like, you know, that's something that's always creeped me out too. like silhouettes, shadows, stuff like that. Whenever you see it in movies or shows or stuff like that, it's like, no, show me the monster. I don't want to like have to think about what I'm seeing. Yeah. Then that's making me like try to process and, 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 and do something. And that kind of messes, I guess, more with my psyche uh and yeah like that's always something like i've always that's always freaked me out shadows and stuff like that recently in the uh it's been a while now but in the first uh insidious movie you know when you see that like uh red red and black face monster like it's not a big deal like but when they show him as a shadow like early on i was like oh hell no do you remember Mm -hmm. that scene yeah 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 where it's like a shadow and he's pointing at the kid that he wants his body. Like, I was like, <laughs> hell nah, man. Hell nah. So, uh... Lula, I sent you a, I sent you a picture of the... If you click on the poster, that guy in the middle, that's the son of a bitch who was always just looking at me in my dream, dude. <laughs> creepy, man. Creepy. Jack the Ripper. It's, it's a Jack the Ripper story. So that's why I'm like, man, it's creepy. And, and I've never seen the movie, but that guy... That's that guy right there, and that and that in the poster man. Yeah, I, there's there's just something about about uh, something like something there, but you can't make it out. Uh-huh. It, it it it's creepy. <laughs> but uh, I actually have had. I still have one phobia that's pretty pretty bad. Again, pretty pretty like uh, like yesterday. But uh, I had one actually when I was a kid that was very very bad i used to have I, I wouldn't say it was all the way but i had like a a little bit of like pyrophobia Why, really? yes yes when i was very very young actually like i i can barely remember it's like at that point in your life where you don't remember too too much mm-hmm. but we went to a show in I think it was Dallas. We went to Six Flags in Dallas. And we went to a Batman show that they that they had there. And I remember there was like explosions and different like crazy things that were happening in the show. And I remember the intensity of the fire. Like you could feel it, the heat and everything like on your face and stuff like that. And it was weird. I remember, I don't know if it was that time or if it was maybe another time, like... My mind somehow tells me that it was the same time, but I, who knows when you're a kid, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But I remember one time that we were traveling home, there was an accident. And a car had like flipped over and it it had just happened like as we're as we were like passing by and all of a sudden like the vehicle just went up in flames. It didn't quite like explode like yeah but it just like like went up in on fire and like moved and everything. So I just remember like that always stuck with me. It's like a core thing that's like I know people always talk like core memories and stuff like that. It's one of those core memories that's like built into my my mind that I'll never forget. Uh I don't remember too much other than the Batman show that it was a Batman show, but that intensity, man, like of the fire on my face, I'll never forget and then watching that car and it got so bad that <laughs> I remember I would uh spend the night over at like some of my friends' houses. Uh, one of them was actually Ricky, Ricky and Leroy and Omar, and another one uh, friend from way back in the day. His name was Eliasar. I I remember though like two events at, at least like in particular that I would spend the night at their house. I would you know they would fall asleep before me and I would stay there like freaked out in my mind like damn like what if there's a fire or like. I wonder, like, it's it's weird as a kid and sometimes even as an adult, like, how you, your mind plays tricks on you. I remember I would think, like, I wonder if anybody would ever want to hurt, like, my friend's family. Like, what if they start a fire? Like, what if the house catches on fire? Like, I, I, I like, I, I can't be here. Like, I need to, I need to get out of here. Like, I, I, I don't, like, know everything about, like, what could happen here. And I remember I would call my parents like to come pick me up because I just somehow would rationalize in my mind that like there was going to a fire was going to start somehow. Uh, and I remember it was that it actually ended up being a funny story. I remember uh, one of the times that I or the time I remember that I was uh, spending the night at, at at the Contreras boys house. I remember I didn't want to wake up my my Theo Richard because I felt bad. And I went, I went and got the phone and called my dad and told him like, Hey, like, this is what's happening. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I need to go home. Can you pick me up? And he came to pick me up. And I remember I opened the door <laughs> for my dad. Like I, I was watching out the window and I saw when he got there and I opened the door and he came inside to get me. And in the middle of the hall, he ran into my uncle Richard and he's like, Hey, Lopez. Like that's what they always call each other. He, he always called him Lopez. Uh-huh. And he would say, hey, Lopez, uh, what's up? Like, and he's like, oh, no, I just came to pick up Rico. Like, he didn't tell you? He's like, no. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> it was the middle of the night. So, like, they met each other in the hall, and, like, he came to pick me up. And, uh, yeah, it happened at least once at Rick's, at least once at Eliasar's. And I remember it got to the point where my, my parents took me to, like, a, a witch doctor to, like, cure me like quote unquote like cure me uh-huh. and it, it was here in town and i'll never forget I, i'll never forget going i don't remember the name or where it was but i want to say it was somewhere in the middle of town and they took me to like this little witch doctor lady that i swear was like she had to be in between like three to four feet tall bro <laughs> with like a mask on and she freaking attacked me with like this little broom 
kind of thing. And I remember being scared shitless. And I was like, you know what? I'll take the fire. Fuck this. Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't get to do the level. We did. We actually did that before we did like the the whole um, witch doctor thing. I I tried the dream catcher, didn't work for me. We tried the werewolf, like didn't work for me. Like it eventually got to the point where they had to take me to somebody, uh, which I mean, it was either like like a psychiatrist or something or <laughs> uh, a witch doctor. And I guess we, with our <laughs> we went for the brujeria shit. Yeah, dude. So, uh, yeah, I remember it scared the shit out of me. And now, like, fire's not a big deal to me. Like, uh, so that's one that I did get over. It, it was a, a minor phobia. But nonetheless, like, I, I still remember where it came from and different events where it affected me. Like that with Ricks and Eliasars, and then having to go to a witch doctor, like, to kind of have them, like, scare it out of me. I don't know if that was the whole point or if that's just how it went for me, but... It was it was something, man. No, man. I mean, I mean, obviously, when it comes to phobias, they're they're gonna affect you in all kinds of ways. You know what I mean? Um, is it was that your only phobia, or do you have another one? No, well, that that was my phobia, like when I was a kid, that I've gotten over. The one that I still have, which is my worst, like, is claustrophobia. We taught we we touched oh, yeah, on yeah, it, like with yeah. the. With the uh, descent, with the ascent movie, but claustrophobia, just uh, you know, tight spaces and stuff like that, which sucks because uh, with my health history, like I've had to do a lot of, uh, you know, where they put you in tubes and they either scan, you know, when, when they're scanning stuff for my heart, or I had a lot of ear ear problems growing up, so they would have to scan like my ears and you know, uh, what is it called? The test when they put you in the tube. Which the test tube? What do you mean? Yeah, where where they like put you in a tube and they like do uh, MRI. They, they, yes, like I would have to do MRIs for my heart, for my head, for my for my ears, like different kinds of things. So I always like it. It was the worst, and I've had that one since I was a kid too. Uh, mm. And that one to this day, like I can't take it. Like I'll do anything whenever I have to have an MRI. Like I'll do anything to have an open MRI where they have like the open uh, tubes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever I have to like to schedule it that way. Uh, I have had some dreams too that uh, I kind of attribute to claustrophobia. There's this one reoccurring dream um, that I have every now and then. And it's usually when like I'm on one of my like downs in, uh, you know, you know, everybody has ups and downs in general. When I'm when yeah. I'm on my downs, I have this dream where I I'm in the house. I'm in my house, and uh, I used to have I used to be in this room in the back. I'm, you, people won't know, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the back room. And um, a lot of times, I sleep. I have always like woken up in the night and gotten up to get water, and. I will come to the kitchen. It's it's a little bit of a walk to the kitchen. So I get up, I go to the kitchen, get my water, drink my water, go back to bed, uh, go back to the room, go back to bed. Or sometimes if I'm really thirsty, I take the water with me. I refill myself and then I, I'll go back to the to the room with the water. And in this dream, I'm walking back through the hall on the way to my room. And I'm just walking and walking and walking and I the hall never ends. And then 
I turn back and say, well, let me just go back to the kitchen. And I can't get back to the kitchen either. And I'm just like stuck in the hall. And like, I'm just trapped and I can't go anywhere. And I, I feel like, I feel like it, it's uh, when I'm feeling trapped, like in life kind of thing. Like that's always how I've like played out that. And I I end up just like, sitting down in the hall and just like accepting it like I, I, what can i do yeah um and i know like I, I know like when i have that dream like okay i have some shit i gotta like work out um and it's weird that i have that dream and i kind of attribute it to claustrophobia to a little bit of claustrophobia maybe not so much like the tightness but like that feeling of being trapped uh in general and it, it, it's odd that I've, I've never had like the walls close in on me in that dream. But uh, yeah, claustrophobia, man, it's, it's, it's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, there's, there's some, and again, for me, they're not phobias, but obviously when it comes to stuff like that, even if you're not, if, not, if it's not a phobia for you, it's going to feel super awkward, super weird, and just not right. Like, oh no, I'm not scared of heights, and I'm not scared of heights. But you best believe when I look down from a tall building, it's like, yeah, you need to get the hell away from this, you know, from the side of this building. <laughs> you know what I mean? And again, like, and I, but, I, but I can look down. I have no problem. I always trip myself. I'm like, damn, you know, it's always a trip. Or when you're kind of in closed and tight spaces, like sometimes I'll mess around and go to my um, purposely, you know, put myself in the in the pantry, the food pantry, because I can fit and just close the door and kind of just a tight little squeeze. Again, if something's pushing on your stomach, you know, the breath becomes a thing. So you got to tell yourself, breathe slowly, breathe slowly, right? Like, you know, but it's again, trippy feeling. It's strange and it's just bizarre. You know what I mean? Uh, so I can imagine, you know, in context of those phobias. Now, you already know mine. Everybody knows mine. It's still a phobia. Um, I don't give a damn how you slice it. And again, there was no traumatizing experience for it. Um, and it's just something that just stuck with me since I was little. And, you know, it's not, it's not pyro phobia like you had mentioned or the fire which is strange because my house did burn down <laughs> growing up <laughs> uh but anyways you know snakes uh snakes in general and not, not reptiles no because we had an iguana you know i think i can look at komodo dragons at zoos like you know i can see all types of different reptiles you know tripped out but it's just snakes in general and again no traumatic experience i still and i remember growing up my dad says guys come out here and okay, so he, me and my brothers go outside and go see if my dad has to show us. He, my dad killed a snake, a, a, a rattlesnake, where we live. Rattlesnakes, diamondbacks are, you know, they're king. And he says, if you get next to one of these, you're going to be in big trouble. So if you see a snake, make sure you stay away. That's what he told us. And I remember looking at the snake, and he, and I, I don't know, he killed it with his, it was a giant pole, a very thin steel pole. But at the bottom of the steel pole, there was like a rectangular thing that that had like a, an edge to it like an axe but it faced down i don't know if there's a name for that or why my dad had it but i again very vivid because again this is where my you know snake you know phobia started <clears throat> and uh he killed the snake and i remember looking at the snake and be like oh my god like i'm gonna die if i get one x one of these things and, and and it was a real thing in my case it, it, it's a very real you know circumstance where you know you will come across a snake you know whether it's a rattlesnake or a garden snake or whatever but you know throughout my life there was you know there was instances numerous snakes and everybody knew that i was scared of snakes um well a lot of my memories were you know at cornelio or cornelio's house we go riding bikes because he had this big ranch in the back and he goes marcus watch out there's a snake 
I dropped my bike and I said, where? He goes, it's right there. He goes, but you have to come across. You can't go around because this, there was a, little, was a little narrow path that was, you know, where the trucks went or whatever, but everything else was all grass and tall grass up to your waist. And I didn't see a snake and I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't care if he was lying or not. I don't think he was because everybody was saying, I dropped my bike right where the snake was on the opposite right side. And it was behind us. So I'm not crossing. I'm not crossing. And he says, dude, you got to cross. We're going to, we're going to go. And I said, I'm not crossing, dude. It's, it's right there. And I finally saw it. So I ran as fast as I could. I hopped the bike. I ditched the bike and I ran away. I remember just climbing up this, this, he had a big old gate, climbing up the gate. And I sat at the top waiting for everybody, so for somebody to come get me. You know what I mean? And this was like eighth grade, man. I'm already 15, 14 years old at this time. Like uh, I, I waited for somebody to come get me. And then, um, you know, we had our, our starting point guard when we were in varsity, uh, Jaime, Jaime Salinas. He, he's a ranch guy, loves animals, has no problem with any type of animal in the world. There was a baby, there was a button, baby snake there in the gym, you know, and uh, it, I don't, actually, no, it wasn't a button. It wasn't a rattlesnake. It, it was, I think it was just like a regular garden snake, whatever. But he takes it upon himself to capture the snake and tease me with it. A live snake, animal cruelty, I know. And I remember just freaking out and running away. And But it was inside the gym. Ultimately, Jaime did do the, the nice thing. He went outside on school grounds, but he let, he let the snake go off to the right side. He goes, I'm going to go drop it off over here. So he dropped it off far away uh, from where school was. But like, you know what I mean? Like everybody knew. And then I'll never forget the one at your house where I'm, I'm getting ready to leave. I walk outside and I, and I hear you know, like a, like a ticking sound. And I said, oh my God, like that's a snake. I remember walking in and I said, Rico, I said, I think there's a snake outside. You're like, are you sure? Are you sure? I was like, there's a clicking one outside, man. I was like, I'm scared. It's like a rattle, man. And it's, it's right outside. You remember that story? Yeah. It's, it's right outside the door. And Rico goes, oh, let me tell my dad. <laughs> so your dad, <laughs> so your dad opens the front door, looks outside. And I remember you telling me like, Marcus, come here. I was like, I'm not going, Rico. Marcus, come. And then you and your dad started laughing at me because it was a water sprinkler that was going off in the neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sprinkler. It was a sprinkler. And I looked at, I looked at you and I looked at your dad and your dad's just smiling like this fucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> and we were in high school, dude. I was like, what, sophomore or junior? Man, we were already, we're, I was old. And I just remember like, damn, you know what I mean? But yeah, and, and again, Fast forward, even at those other times where I went to my first zoo, we went to the zoo over in Fort Worth, Fort Worth Zoo, right? That's where we went. And I went with you and you're like, oh, you know, snake exhibit. I said, I am not going in there. Oh my God, you know. And even when I see pictures of snakes or anything of snakes, I get chills that kind of run up my back and I freak. When we got there, I said, I, even right now, I'm getting these weird chills because I still remember that memory. Um, just the snake. I've been around like Rico, like there's snakes everywhere. He goes, Mark, look behind you. Well, it was, I didn't know the stupid pillar had a, you know, snake inside it because it was a whatever. And I said, nah, I, I, I booked it. I ran out of that place real quick because I was not I about to see these giant snakes, man. And, and dude, but they, and they give me chills. I get these chills running on my back and I don't give a damn. It's scary. Like, you know, they can eat you. They're poisonous. They can, they can constrict you. They can do all kinds of creepy stuff, man. Then I see you post on the internet. Oh, 60-year-old woman in Indonesia eaten even by a snake, you know, and she's in the body. She's in the snake. I'm going to be all right. So to this day, um, snakes always trip me out, always scare me. Um, that's why when I when I have a house, I'm going to buy a bunch of cats just so they can kill the snakes all around me and stuff. You know, that's the only reason I would own a cat. But, yeah, snakes and phobias, man, that's, that's something for me that's, you know, yeah. big time F to this day. FYI, it is uh, referred to as ophidiophobia or ophiophobia is the Ophia. is the irrational fear of snakes i mean is it irrational though yeah i mean 
whether it is i mean when it's when it's a phobia like when you're at the point where you're thinking the only way that i'm going to survive this is if i get on top of this fence and sit here until somebody saves me or where you're at the point where you're a kid thinking like i cannot sleep over at my buddy's house because what if his family has enemies that want to light the house on fire like yeah yeah there and it's not to say that there's not a reason for the phobia but the irrationality comes in the thoughts that you have you know like a, pretty much a harmless snake i remember the snake that jaime took uh, caught and took and was scaring you with it was a, it was one of those snakes that's harmless barely even has teeth or anything but it, to you it hey, was man. a monster it was a monster yeah. Like that thing was a monster. That thing was getting ready to swallow you. That is where the irras irrationality comes in. Like the stories and the things you tell yourself, you know, me having to go to a witch doctor, you like every snake is extremely poisonous and is going to yeah. come for you. Yes. And, yes, and they're going to eat at, or, or, either it's real poisonous or it's going to eat your ass. Like, yeah. like it's real a poisonous. 60 year old lady. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, um, but I get it, you know, for me too, like, all of a sudden I'm, I'm in like a, a test tube where they're trying to read uh, my heart readings and check that. And, you know, I'm in this little tube and all of a sudden I feel like the thing is closing in on me and I can't breathe. Uh, you know, not once has a test tube closed on me. Not once have I like passed out or anything like that, but I always feel like that's exactly what's going to happen. And yeah. that's, the, that's the irrationality. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. 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 So there's something behind them. But, you know, the, that's what phobias are. You just, your mind just, you can't handle it. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, to this day. So, again, ophidiophobia or ophiophobia. Ophiophobia, okay. And for me, it is claustrophobia. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we kind of went off on, uh, on fear. You know, whether it was uh, movies... Uh, some little stories, you know, dreams, crit, dreams, nightmares, some kind of weird connection between you and Daniel. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah, I, I, I know. I don't know if Daniel remembers any of those, man. But I do, dude. Like, and it's always a trip. Like, man, what the weird, man? Super weird. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess that's it. We kind of went into the big stuff there. Uh, anything else you want to throw in there? Uh a story or any little stories? No, that... I, I think I told all the stories and obviously from, you know, horror icons to horror movies, horror games, uh, dreams, nightmares, connections, phobias. I think we covered a lot, man. And I think we talked about a lot. That, that was a fun one. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we, we, we stuck with that and went through and went through the entire shindig of fear. You had a great title earlier, phobias, fears, and other stuff. <laughs> or other things other stuff, right? <laughs> um so yeah i mean it's weird like something just happens and it, you you start with a topic and you know here we are uh more than an hour later just still going <laughs> it's yeah. already 11 o'clock yeah absolutely but uh as always uh thanks for joining us thanks for listening and uh you know fear is a very real thing uh, you know, you try to, you have to try to just embrace and face your fears. And uh, I'm going to end with this quote by Mark Twain. Courage is resistance to fear. Mastery of fear, not the absence of it. Thanks for listening, guys. You have a good one. <laughs>